This podcast, The Two Mats, is sponsored as ever by the New European Newspaper. And we've got a very special subscription offer for you, a new one, where you can get a free bollocks to Brexit passport cover. That's right, you heard that right, folks. It's a burgundy, like vegan leather, beautifully designed passport cover. Pleather. To, to have pleather, that's what, that's what they call it, isn't it? Pleather. To hide your um, new British blue. The shame of the, the blue shame, The shame passport. of the blue passport. And you can get your free bollocks to Brexit passport cover free with a subscription to the New European from just £1 a week. So to take this fantastic offer, and trust me, if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love the New European, go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S, and there's a link in the show notes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Quarry, and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, Snowflakes. And Mia Jankovic. Hello. <laughs> Still not quite getting your name right, are we? That's okay. Still really without a catchphrase. On it. Oh, I wish I had a catchphrase. Oh, Welcome back, Mia. Hello. Sorry we didn't have you on last week. Nothing personal. Now, dear listener, we're having some terrible technical difficulties, frankly. We are. <laughs> this pod was supposed to be recorded about two hours ago. Um, much of that time, myself and Steve, have, well, Steve certainly has been on his hands and knees plugging in things and then unplugging them and replugging them. And it's not quite worked. And it, and well, it's not, not quite worked, Steve. It's nowhere near worked, has it, frankly? Not really, it's no. It's a massive failure on our part. So we're apologising for the sound. Uh, yes, we will. We're going to get... We, I think it's about time we, we employed an expert to try and sort this out, Steve, do you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but we will do our best to get to you because we know full well... That a lot of our listeners may come here for their news, and they've got a lot of Brexit news to catch up on. Yeah, in, even in lo-fi. Even in lo-fi, <laughs> it sounds like a pave, a pavement EP. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, we've gone indie. We've gone indie. We were everyone. Everybody needs a shady lane, and you have come into an audio <laughs> one today. So any apologies of sound are wrong. I'm going to try and make it as best as I can in in post production. Um, but as it uh, as it stands at the moment, we are having massive problems. However, we will battle through. Of course, we will in our jolly way. And uh, Steve, do you want to quickly tell us first off about Podcast Live, where the sound quality will be superb? <laughs> it will be lovely. If you're listening to this on Friday when it comes out, you've got one day. If you're listening to it on Saturday, run. <laughs> if you're listening to it after Saturday, you've it's already it. been. Aww. You've missed it. But Saturday, the fifth of October. Friends Meeting House, opposite Euston Station. There will be me, there will be Porrit, there will be uh, the fine writers Bonnie Greer and James Ball from TNE. Mia will not be joining us on this occasion, all the sads. Uh, it will be a fun, apart from Mia not joining us, it will be a <laughs> fun uh, day out for all. It's open from 10 till 5. Uh, we're on at 2.15 and you can get tickets from podcastlive.com. Yeah, and it, and it was great fun last time. So do come along if you're uh, at loose end and in London, or even if you've got plans. Maybe you're getting married. Sod that. <laughs> Sod that. It is quite near Melbourne. Um, it is registry office. Oh, wouldn't where it be Paul great if we a... married the lovely Linda? Yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, didn't Jackie get married there as well? I think he might have done mm. to Bianca. Yeah. Well, if you're getting married on Saturday at Melbourne registry office, why not pop into podcast live afterwards? Yeah. I tell you what, if a bride turns up 
I will buy them a pint afterwards. They can have, and they can have a that's, free badge. That's generous. Of free you. badge, yeah, a free badge. If you're newly wed on Saturday and you turn up at Podcast Live to come and see us, you can sit in the front row. As long, you've got to be wearing your dress, Ooh. full on dress, and we'll buy you a pint afterwards. Have we decided what pub we're going to afterwards? Yes, we're just not telling anybody. Oh, just me and you. Yeah. No, in fact, you, no. Wait a minute. I know what this is. You just don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sat like in a pret or something looking out the window and you'll all march past you and your fan base, Steve. That's right. Okay, well, we look forward to I seeing you. I think it'll be the crown and anchor, won't it? I imagine Which that will probably be corner. just around the corner. And, uh, and the, I quite believe... Near, quite near Speedy's Cafe, which, of course, is is the uh, uh, is below the home of Sherlock in the popular... Ah, yes. uh, so you can... Yeah. You can sit outside the pub and you can watch lots Solve of a mystery. Uh, Japanese and uh, <laughs> yeah. Italian tourists taking, taking photos of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's a busy wedding day, really, Yeah, it's it? exciting, yeah. As far as wedding days go. It's not all about a wedding, though, is it? You have a little fun as well. At the pot. <laughs> yeah. um, if you're a guest at a wedding, sod it, come see us. Yeah. Um, much better. And anyway. I think that if, if the same is happening as last time, then there should be, that pod will be available for you to listen to early next week, so it, it will. will go out in the, on the usual channels and sound much better than this one. Um, anyway, in the meantime, it's been a busy week of news. We'll get to that, and there will, of course, be a Brexiteer of the Week. Firstly, let's start probably with Tory Party Conference, I guess. Ooh, okay. The, um, the, the T-shirt that sold out quickest, do you know what it said on it? Oh, no. Steve? No. Any guesses? Come no, on, I'm we, saying we, it said, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no question mark exclamation mark question mark. Stephen, it wasn't that. It's a good guess, Steve. Uh, was it um, my mum and dad went to the, the Tory conference and all I got was this <laughs> lousy T-shirt and a very confusing Northern Ireland backstop? Eaten spitefuls. Oh, that's quite good. Yeah, it's not that. It wasn't that? I just made that up then. Was it get Brexit done? No, it's Boris, 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 Boris. Out, out, out. Well, that's exactly what I thought. Did he say that on the back? And there was some infiltrator at the merchandise stand, and these Tories are wandering around with Boris, Boris, Boris t-shirts, and they haven't looked on the back. It says, ow, ow, ow. Well, I don't know. Yeah, no, Boris, Boris, Boris t-shirts. Boris, Boris, Boris. That's all it says. Boris, Boris, Boris. I presume they they mean that, don't they? Because they've been sort of chancing that, haven't they? Sold out uh, by Monday, I'm told. The spontaneous people who've been following him around. Yeah. It is... Terrible media appearances. Talking of which, did you watch, um, the, you know, Asher Smith, the uh, superb sprinter yes. who won the 200 metres this week? Wonder- yeah. How wonderful was it? that? How, how great was it that the crowd just turned up just on brilliant. time? Brilliant, brilliant. And not only did they just turn up on time, they just turned up outside the BBC studio and started doing football chants, like about 100, 100 people. And the BBC actually went, something strange is happening, and pulled the cameras out, and there's all these hired hands. It was fantastic. It was brilliant. It's Very a bit like funny. that with Boris. Yeah, well, it's a bit like that when he goes on the road, isn't it? Well, I mean, a year ago, because, of course. Because, of, you know, initially he was getting booed, wasn't he, everywhere he went, and then... And oddly, he's got Boris, Boris, Boris. Oddly, a, a crowd of people seem to chant yeah. Boris, Are Boris, African, Boris. Low-paid African workers I like in Doha. I don't know. <laughs> Straight from the streets of Doha. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, there were more people at the Tory Party conference than there were in the stadium at Doha. It, well, there would have been more if just Boris had just put some apples. But... I would like to, I would like to say that the people in Doha were at least awake, weren't they? <laughs> you see, that of... is a great picture. You see, you're talking about the guy on the front row fast asleep. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a if if you get this week's print edition of the New oh, European, I haven't seen that page. Uh, which the sound quality of you turning the pages is is actually higher than the sound quality of this. Um, but if you get this week's New European, there is... Uh, oh, my goodness, I'm looking at oh, a yes. picture of a very old man. I'm just showing uh, the picture. And he looks... Well, he looks like he's, he's, he's well-rested, doesn't he's, he? He's man-spreading. And that is during um, Boris's speech. Supposedly, he's fast asleep. He's got yeah. his hands in his pockets. And I think... I mean, I've been to plenty of conferences and... They're, they're, I mean, last year before last at Labour, John Ashworth, I think he was, they were all on stage, mm. was green. Because the night before, obviously, is the last night of conference. And I think, I mean, I think this gentleman, I wouldn't like to just been drinking too much alcohol or anything like that, but I don't think he'd had much sleep the night before. Can you, who's, um, who took that picture? Uh, that is a uh, Jess Heard of Report Digital. If you want to see it, then it's on the FT online, but you'd have to Okay, but I've got to say it's worth checking out because he looks like he, he looks like he's been dressed by the people who dress 
penny for the guy, doesn't he? He looks like his he looks like his trousers. His trousers are stuffed with straw. It's it's I mean it's an extraordinary image. So I know this doesn't really work very well on the podcast. Especially one with with the dodgy sound. Well, so um, the, the visuals are better than the sound. But in the in the uh, yes, but in the print edition of TNE, there's a great picture of James cleverly making his speech, which we will return to in a bit. And the the man on stage with him appears to be slumbering. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so, there you they, go. It's quite a lot. Of, you know, they're older people, aren't they? At the Tory conference, it's quite a lot of sleepy people. So what did you think star, of it, Mia? Well, I'm, sorry, that, Mia. That's all right. <laughs> no, just talking about manspreading. I think it would be really popular if Boris Johnson made manspreading actually mandatory. I oh. think that would go really well. We'd be in trouble. I like to cross my leg. I'm crossing my leg. I think it's one of those policies that's so kind of such a middle finger to to kind of liberal lefty values that people would just go, yeah, definitely, man spreading should be completely. Uh... Anyway, that's one what in the I eye for the about... metropolitan. <laughs> well, let's hope so not <laughs> on the tube. <laughs> those well, snowflakes out there. Not, well, maybe if David Bowie had been man spreading, as we read about in the Sunday Times of Debbie Harry's, if he'd have been man spreading, might have been one in the eye, might it? Poor old Barry. Oh, oh. Anyway. Um, yes, what did I think about it? Um, well, I'm thinking about Boris Johnson's speech, which was weirdly, I think, I think both, if we compare him and Jeremy Corbyn, I think they both had weirdly effective speeches um, in completely different ways. Um, Boris Johnson was 100% in his comfort zone. I think he was just, uh, he was just basically doing his favourite things, which is talking up the country, saying everything's wonderful, putting things in really brilliant terms because he's such a good writer um, and saying nothing of any substance whatsoever. Um, except for, of course, the parts where he did propose a couple of policies, but not much. Yeah, my view on the speech, and I guess we'll talk about this for a while, so I'll, ju- I'll jump in, guys, by all mm. means. But he did. I think it was a very different tone, wasn't it, from what we saw yes. a week before in Parliament. I yes. was kind of expecting it to be a bit more aggressive, and it's, it looked to me as if either Boris or maybe one of his more sensible leaders had just had a little word and said, let's just rein it in a bit here. He didn't have yes. a go at Brussels. No. At all, did well, he? We were to- I mean, exactly. I mean, we were told beforehand that it was going to be, <clears> you know, a take it or leave it. Yeah. Uh, and he was going to lay down the law to Brussels. Now, and, there was... and he was quite emollient, wasn't he? Absolutely. And the, the funniest moment of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Apart from when that guy gave him a P forty five and said Teresa sent me to give it to you, that would have been Um, the funniest thing of the of the whole thing was when he tried to get people to cheer for Europe. Our friends in Europe. He said, "I've I've written that down." Actually, you know, he said um, there was a brief stirring, wasn't there? Well, there was a cheer just before, wasn't there? He said, "We are the party of the NHS," and then he said, "This is not an anti-European party. This is not an anti-European country. We love Europe." Silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the Boris 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 T-shirt, more visual. Oh, there it oh, is. Yeah. yeah, it's always good. Um, so, yeah, I I thought it was mo- it was more old school Boris pre Brexit Boris, more of that sort of liberal one nation stuff. Yeah, but also, you know, if someone's had a word with him, I think he also realizes that he doesn't actually have to come out and do the really nasty talk because all his little kind of minions will come out on. You're showing me another picture. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Carry on, sorry. I think you, were... you need to, we need to explain the concept of a podcast to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, me, that's uh, very rude very of distracting. me. I, sorry. No, but um, I think other people can, can step up and do that kind of nasty talk while he gets to sit around in a kind of benevolent haze. But he's still got in things that I think are still, still very damaging ideas and, and ideology into mm-hmm. the speech, just in a kind of friendly, beautifully phrased way. Yeah. So, you know, he still made a dig at the judiciary. I can't remember exactly where, but he had talked about something about this age of creative... Lit- no, uh, lit- judicial activism, that was uh-huh, it. Uh-huh, yes. uh, which, you know, is a really deeply undermining kind of statement to make, to, especially to present as fact. Um, and also just this kind of huge, you know, really amusing, brilliantly written kind of um, dig at Parliament itself. And, you know, it starts out with, we're like a world-class athlete with a pebble in our shoe... There's one part of the British system that seems to be on the blink. And this is, I mean, this is actually an outrageous thing to say. And, and if, it, if it weren't for the fact that this kind of thing has been said over and over again, mm. um, I think it would be a bit more of an uproar. So he's just doing it. He's just packaging it more nicely. Also, yeah. I, 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 frankly, if you've got a pebble in your shoe and you're a world-class athlete, I think <laughs> strike world-class out of there because yeah. you're an idiot if well, you haven't exactly. realised what the problem is. 
I mean, he said that was one of the ridiculous things. He's, and he did say a few ridiculous things, didn't he? He said the voters have got no influence over Parliament. Well, the voters get to vote for Parliament <laughs> yeah. every five years. <laughs> so I mean, these are the people influence. that the these are the people that the, the voters elected. So that was rubbish, and it was also rubbish for him to describe the Labour Party as fratricidal when yeah. his own brother has had to <laughs> leave, not only leave he's, the cabinet, but leave politics I because, mean, and his sister thinks that he's been hypnotised by old wily coyote Dominic Cummings. Yeah, but he can get away with that because of just how much of a mess the tone and mood and sort of infighting there was at the <clears> Labour Party <throat> Well, he, yes, he probably all can. That Corbyn's speech was pretty great, you know, that the conference did show them up really badly, so he can get away with saying things like fratricidal, mm. even though it it's basically psychological projection. He appeared to say at one point that Jeremy Corbyn should be put in a spaceship and blasted off into orbit. Well, which I, is quite unkind, I think. Well, there's I, been worse said, I think. I, I, I well, would tend to agree said. with Boris, frankly, on that one. Have you seen the film Adastra? No, no I'm not going to watch a two-hour ad for an Astra. That's I, why. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I went out and bought one immediately afterwards. You come out of the cinema and there's all these guys worse. from Vauxhall. Is it just Brad Pitt driving an Astra? Do you know what? The, the, theme, case. the theme is is a good is good because it's Heart of Darkness in Space, basically. Right, okay. It looks good. I saw it on IMAX as well. Yeah. There's only one problem. Yeah. It's rubbish. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, it's had some poor reviews. Has anyone it? described it as a Brad Pitt vehicle yet? Well, uh, well, the American reviewers loved it and said it was Oscar worthy. But then it got to this, got to the most Brad sensible Astra. end of the world. Brad's Astra. Brad's Astra. <laughs> Just have called it that. Did you ever have an Astra? I've never had an Astra. Are they still, can you still buy Astras? I don't know. They were the car to have, the little sporty one, little GTI in black. You wouldn't be asking this if the film hadn't come out, so it's doing its work. It's doing there its you work. Go. Well, why I mention that is because he, there is a character in that who is put in a spaceship and sent to Pluto and then does great damage even from Pluto to the Earth. So I wonder if, there's no spoilers there, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you know that would be far enough for Corbin. I think we should fire him... You know, beyond the solar system. Is he gonna? I mean, is there gonna be a life support system on there and all? That? What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do up there? Is he gonna well, be he able to? He can take um, his cat. What's his cat called? El Gato. He can take El Gato. Yeah. Well, like um, in Alien. Like she, in, yeah. she had what was yeah. the, the cat called in Alien? I can't, I can't remember. remember but that's a great film. Um, but she had a cat. She didn't did. She? Yeah, Sigourney. What's she called in Not Alien? Tibbs. I think it is. Tibbs. Is it Tibbs the cat? Yeah, Ripley. Ripley. Yeah, Ellen Ripley. It was so bad that what Ad alien? Astra, the only oh, alien okay. was very bad. Whoa. And also, what about his allotment? If he went to Mars, well, like, what's that film like with the Martian? Because he, he made a little he did. allotment out of his own feces. He did. He? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, planted yeah. potatoes yeah. in. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. When, what's that film? Jeremy where... Corbyn's fecal potatoes. I what? mean, that would be a. <laughs> And you could get them chipped, <laughs> frozen. Corbin's chips. Imagine that. Do you know what like we should... a rival to what's he called, Albert Bartlett or whatever he's seeing uh, in the in the shop. We should work for for Corbin. Forget I... politics. Go into chip making in outer space using your own poo. <laughs> <laughs> Brown sauce, anyone? And, uh, <laughs> what was the film where they had to build like uh, plants and trees in, in a spaceship? Seventies. Uh, they were the ones that their Silent robots. Running. They were the, that was it. That it? was it. Where the, the robots were the ones that yeah. inspired George Lucas yeah, for yeah, R two D two. Yeah, it would be like that. Douglas Trumbull. Yeah, very good. You can, I can imagine. I can imagine John McDonnell in a little box robot suit. That would be good, wouldn't he? Would he be C-3PO and Diane Abbott would be R2-D2? <laughs> the sort of the, the bleepy feisty one. <laughs> John McDonnell's not a sort of camp gold one, though, is he really? No, but I would like to... I'd like, C-3PO with the voice of John McDonnell would be pointed in the camera. There was a funny thing in the Sunday Times, which is really good at the moment, and has been for a while, actually, because Shipman's brilliant, isn't it? But... Um, week before last, they did a big, uh, a, a double page spread with all Corbyn's. I don't know if you saw. You've it, gone the, visual again, haven't you? The heads of Corbyn's, t- ar- the team around Corbyn, and they made them look like a sort of Russian <laughs> leaders looking out, you know. And it said, it said which schools they'd gone to. They were basically saying the posh boys that are, that are forming Corbyn's view on it. That's left wing values if you're posh, obviously. Well, quite. Uh, but then, but then and it had like Eaton and all these. And then it got to John McDonald and it said, Great Yarmouth Secondary. <laughs> 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 Good for you. Yes. Good for you, buddy. 
Um, so was this, uh, as the FT described it, One Nation Toryism plus delivering Brexit? Because I feel like... What, his speech or yeah, the conference? Yeah, his speech. Just his speech. Because I think the conference as a whole was more Brexity than Boris was on yes, stage. Yes, I thought so, yeah. Um, I've, got, I've got to say, you know, I, I, the, the keynote speeches, all, I think all three of the keynote speeches were slightly disappointing, I thought. Sajid Javid is not a great speaker. No. Pretty Patel is not a great speaker. Was she on a box oh, again? Oh, that um, was a weird one. And, and it was, well, there were parts of it that were quite cringeworthy. And Boris Johnson... You know, he, he he toned it down, didn't Very he? Very much, yeah. This um, was a, this was like, uh, let's just steer clear of any controversy and get through this one. For the clarity of its messaging, you know, there's no doubt that the message of get Brexit done, yeah, is, and, and the, the 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 Ben Bill is a surrender bill, um, is has has come out, you know, loud and clear. Now and I want to talk about we'll talk about it in a minute, but you only have to see all the nodding dogs in the House of Commons on Thursday trying to pretend that Boris Johnson's uh, new plan for his double border plan for, for Ireland is some kind of revelatory thing which the EU are going to love. Yeah, yeah. Um, they are on message, aren't they? Well, they seem to be. I think, it's been, I think it's been a pretty good conference for the Tories, to be honest, because apart from the um, chap whose name escapes me who was uh, asked to leave, there wasn't any major controversies. Do you know why that is, though, I think? Because you do. Because Boris is leader. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Usually it's Boris who turns over and goes, no, oh, no, <laughs> let's bomb Syria or whatever. Um, and so we can't do that this year because it is him, although there was Coffee Gate. Did you both see that? that was oh, superb. Coffee Gate was fantastic. The best thing about that wasn't, because I'm not, I, listen, I am not outraged by the fact that the Prime Minister might have the odd coffee out of a plastic cup. I'm not going to lose sleep over that. I'm really not. Um, it was the seething hatred between the two spads. <laughs> it was straight out of the thing with the looks between them. Oh my god! No also, disposable it's not been cups. really commented is the way that the guy who you know handed the coffee over sort of did a really really big power move by pushing that camera out the way as they were walking yeah. and talking. So it was. I'm oh, sorry, I'm doing the gesture. No one can see it. Yeah, you um, did. I saw but that. But that was also a bit of a dick move. But um, yeah, also... well, these people do tend to be <laughs> dicks. <laughs> do not like the silencing of the media. <laughs> Uh, but um, but I just feel like that girl just sort of thought to herself, girl, sorry. That woman just thought to herself, you know, the, the, Boris Johnson's been accused of all kinds of things, but there is one area in which I have <laughs> total control. It's coffee cluster. <laughs> we'll monitor that. <laughs> Do you think she is the coffee spad? <laughs> She's probably more important than that. I think she was I've the regional. I think she was girl. the regional media advisor. Or well, she did a good job there. Well, I. To, I mean, well, I'm maybe, or maybe she would. Well, I, I, it wouldn't have been funny if it weren't for her. So I've got her yeah. back. But but would anyone have actually questioned it? I'm not sure. Are there bigger things for Boris to worry about than whether he had a disposable cup or not? Of course. Um, it, but I, I, there were, were there some things you were hardened about in the speech? Because there was one line in particular which which I am actually really pleased about. I don't know if it, it's not policy particularly, but as as a tone, it seemed to be more um, Boris. Johnson as mayor than Boris Johnson as Brexiteer. Um, Which would you, was? Would you like me to read it? Yeah. Yes. Was it, did he say he was going to build here. a big bridge? It's the Garden Bridge. The said, Garden Bridge. From Britain to Ireland <laughs> and then to beyond to America. <laughs> How long would it take to drive to America? I don't know, but it wouldn't it be great if you went, come on, kids, you're yeah. going to drive to America this Jump weekend. Jump in, fill her up. Like, <laughs> But Daddy, and this, I know won't take it. Um, he said uh, that he, uh, he, he, miss, uh, he, he, well, he, he was cheered, in fact, for his vision of a, and I'm quoting, a country where provided you obey the law and do not harm, do not do, and do no harm to others, you can live your life and love whomsoever you choose. Well, it's well, a country look. rather than a union, isn't it? That's very much the language of um, the entire European Union. It's just like, oh, well, we'll have that, but we'll, but make we'll it just make it the UK. Yeah, but we? no one was ever, no one was ever doing conference speeches and saying the union shall do this. Well, not in this country, maybe in Germany and France. But to not be fair, here. he has been loving whoever oh, is. Oh, I wonder. You reading? Well, you, you you digging at my point here? And I wonder if that <laughs> is him going. You know, I'm just you know. Well, this is the weird shadow over the whole conference. Well, of course, it? and we should probably get to it, I guess, shouldn't we? It certainly deserves a mention. Well, there's, I mean, there, there have been developments in this, haven't there? So, so the, the Boris Johnson has 
conspicuously failed to openly deny that he had a sexual relationship with Jennifer R. Curie. Jennifer, any R. number of women. Jennifer R. Curie has conspicuously failed to deny that she had a sexual relationship with Boris Johnson, although she has said, um, she, she did say um, all the allegations are false, but then when she was questioned about the claims that she had an affair with Johnson, she just dodged the answer. She said, I had every right to be on those trips. These allegations are completely false. It's a, an attack <clears> on me. Um, the new information that we've got, uh, according to The Guardian on Thursday, is that there is a bidding war uh, for an exclusive interview with Jennifer R. Curie, and it's gone up to $225,000. What's that? That's £125,000. Yeah, it's just these days. Um, five, Man, so, I mean... Five it, interested parties. So this is going to come out. So the new European yeah. might well podcast might well get that interview. We won't be able to hear what she says. <laughs> um, Wouldn't that be terrible if we got that interview and then the sound quality was so bad? Yeah, that's nothing right. Nothing came from it. I didn't do anything. And then the other interesting thing is that, um, with incredible timing, you'd have to say the Daily Mirror reported. I mean, not the, with incredible timing, the Daily Mirror reported, but incredible that she's left a laptop in the UK with all pictures on it, including personal information about her time with Boris. She's racking her brains as to what it might hold, and it's been stolen. Just fancy that. <laughs> Incredible, isn't it? And um, <clears throat> there are pictures, emails, and documents on her laptop, which she's terrified could be hawked around if, some, Ironic, really, if somebody got her. access to it. Oh, it's amazing. That's all you have to do to register a company and get government money in this country is to leave a laptop yes. in this country. <laughs> that resident. is enough. You can you can join the FTSE one hundred immediately. Have you seen the picture of them both on stage together at some event and then she sort of skips off after him? I know, yeah. It's incredible. And, the, oh, and then more, on a more serious note, uh, the guy who... It's been discovered that the guy who ran the scheme that got Jennifer R. Curie her entrepreneur visa um, was in which she, she beat out uh, 2,000 applicants to get what? one of 200, beat out uh, 200 uh, entrepreneur visas. Um, and the guy who ran this scheme that selected her was somebody who'd worked for Boris Johnson when he was mayor. Uh-huh. And I just think more and more of this is going to come out. It's stinky, mm-hmm. that's for sure. And if they weren't, they both deny that any relationship uh, took place. Yeah. Uh, In sexual. Sir, the Mandy Rice Davis. But yeah. They would, wouldn't they? Um, yeah. But. Uh, but there was cer- there was certainly some heavy flirting, if indeed no heavy petting. Are you sure about that? Well, I can tell from that video. You can. <laughs> I mean, he's very flirty, very flirty. It was good to to see him denying it. He, uh, with sort of Beth Rigby, he sort of said, or was it with Kate McCann? He sort of said, "Well, I don't talk about my personal life." And then the first line of his speech was, "My mum voted leave." So clearly, he does talk about his personal yeah, life. Yeah, if it suits and his family when it suits him. Do you it's know what the other? These... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, do you know what the other big sex scandal of Downing Street is at the moment? Oh my God, the cats aren't at it, are they? Oh, I know which it is. It is. It's uh, close enough. It is, yeah. No, it's the dog. It is. Boris Johnson's dog Dylan has been trying to have sex with Sajid Javid's dog Bailey in the Downing Street garden. <laughs> oh my God, have they no shame? I know. In the Rose Garden, they said, we, saw, um, we saw two people almost having sex there in 2010, actually, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's true. And um, they said it was, they, he, so they sort of let Dylan the dog go, and they went, oh, look, it's, it's lovely, he's getting oh, on awfully I'm well with Bailey. And then, it, then there was a bit of, hang oh, on a minute, oh, hang oh, on, oh, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. No. <laughs> no, Dylan. Well, it's interesting this because two. Um, I noticed that two, one cabinet minister and one, um, I think an, an MP that's described as influential. Has he tried to have sex bo- with them bo- as well? Bo- bo- the dog. Both <laughs> used to. We're not going into bestiality. We've gone to lots okay. of places on this pod. We ain't going there. Right. Um, <clears throat> so uh, 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 they use this phrase, which I think is a weird phrase. So I wonder if this is a line to take from um, from the press team around Boris Johnson. When asked about his complicated private life, they said, it's all priced in. It's 20 years ago. I've never really heard that phrase used in that context. Two of them said it. Seems a strange thing. Um, so this was uh, this was the kind of minister um, 
The question is why... No, oh, no, they're, they're talking about... Um, uh, yeah, to, uh, Mr Johnson's complicated private life was priced in and the party did not judge the Prime Minister. Yes, it can be difficult defending him, but ultimately people are focused not on the person, just what he stands for. I mean, this, the, the glaring problem <clears throat> here is that, you know, yes, he can have a complicated private life. You know, we're in, we're, you know the Queen will, will, is, is happy to take Carrie Simmons, Simons, you know, to, to stay over, even though they're not married. We're all completely, you know, it doesn't even need talking about. It is just the fact of the evidence of possible corruption, even if they were just best friends, you know, they yeah. would have... You know that this possible favour getting just is completely wrong and inappropriate, and that the same dodge. Well, no, a similar dodge happens with the the thigh squeezing allegation. It again mm. becomes dismissed as a private life thing, and you know it's really disheartening as you know, as a woman um, hearing every single one of these stories of possible sexual intimidation get dismissed as a private life issue, and yeah. they just come come out you know over and over again and just and say it this way, and it's like you know. Boris Johnson started his, or you know, early on in his speech, he talked about delivering a, an anti-domestic violence bill, and then as soon as anything comes near him, it just becomes completely hypocritical. It, it's said a lot, but it needs saying over and over again. Yes, I agree, and I think that, uh, um, it, it was it was noticeable that Number Ten made a very quick rebuttal and denial of it. They were obviously rattled by that because in the past they've just sort of said it's a private life thing, you know, but that. Um, mm. um, Charlotte Edwards' right? yes. uh, um, claim um, w- was denied very, very quickly. Um, but stuff like this is going to linger around Boris forever, yes. and there are going to be more people talking about stuff like this. I, I just don't doubt it. You know, whether whether it's um, whether there is proof proof of it or not, it, it's going to hang around like a bad smell. Yes. Um, uh, let's just bring it back I then. Think, to... I must say, while we're talking about this. Um... On uh, the Today programme, is it, isn't, is it just me or has the Today programme got listenable again recently? Well, you know my thoughts on John Humphreys, and I, I actually Just kept... because you want to do his garden or something I, no, like that, No, don't I mean. go in his garden. Well, he's dealing the dog in there. No, it's worse. He oh. fertilises his lawn with his own pee. Oh, he does, I read so that. So you don't want to do so that. you don't want to do it. Um, no, I, well, t- it, you know, John John is a bit of a... a he's a bit of a hero. not you. <laughs> yeah, well, very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to his book, but I don't buy hardbacks. Do you know why? Why? It's bad for the environment. Bad for the environment. Is it? Why? Yeah, yeah. Why is it bad for the environment? Cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> so cardboard is bad for the environment. Yeah, yeah. and it's he- they're heavy. They are heavy. And oh, the shipping. And heavy things <laughs> take more fuel to move around. Right. So if I wanted to take it on a car journey with me, when, bad for the environment. When Whereas... I burn it, it will use more fuel. <laughs> that aid is going to be whipping books out of Boris Johnson's hands next, isn't she? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure he's read many. He's yeah. written a few rubbish ones. No, <laughs> no evidence he's read any. Um, but but nonetheless, the the, um, the conference, I think, went okay for Boris um, and because it went without major... The conference itself went without major yes. problems. But the thing that he has to be very careful of, of course, and he's acutely aware of, is... That they all cheered him and they all love him. Of course, two thirds majority he got um, when the members voted for him. But it is very heavily, well, not very heavily, absolutely reliant on one thing, isn't it? The EU agreeing to deliver in Brexit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so this was this was a prominent campaigner quoted in the FT. Remember that Theresa May was once loved by this party until she betrayed us on Brexit. Boris has secured his position this week. But he should be no doubt that we will turn on him if he makes the same mistake. <laughs> Who said that? It's a, a, it's not a name. It's not named. Sadly, is it a prominent yeah. Brexiteer? Prominent campaigner. So yeah, I guess so. Steve Baker. It could be any one of those. But the Tories Mark get Francois. rid of leaders very he quickly. Didn't if they will, need to. He didn't say we'll. He didn't say we'll take his foxhole and then. Well, Francois call did it say some odd. He did he? say some odd things, didn't he, this week? Well, Francois, yeah, he's he writing can... a book, isn't he? Oh, I can't wait. Yes, I heard about this, but I don't know the details. Yes. I will I'm not sure be reading that in hardback. I'm sure it will have contained several World War II analogies. It's called, I think it's called, is it called You Couldn't Make It Up or something like that? Which surely Richard Littlejohn's written a book called is You Couldn't Make It Up. Yeah, that's Richard Littlejohn's catchphrase, isn't it? You couldn't make it up. Is that right? I've, I have to say I'm not a keen reader of Littlejohn. <laughs> I did once sit in his seat at Tottenham Hotspur. Did you? There mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't in it at the time, he was in no. Florida. Well, I hope you did a little John Humphreys on it. 
I was very grateful <laughs> for him to lend me lend me his ticket like that. That's good. Yeah. Um, shall we talk about the uh, his great plan for Ireland? Not Richard Littlejohn. Yes, I think that is obviously Boris what Johnson. We need to get to next. And the uh, because he is the, the sort of the he's gone not happy with one border. He's gone. Yeah, <laughs> take one we border into the shower. Ireland go. We don't want a border. <laughs> Boris goes. No, you want two. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone sort of reverse Don Corleone, isn't he? He's he's. I'm going to make you an offer that you <laughs> can, that refuse you can quite twice. easily refuse. <laughs> Double refuse. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and while while you guys were messing about with the sound system and trying to get us good sound, all this was all this news was coming through at the same time um, about whether the EU was going to take well, up could, this proposal. Maybe then yeah, you could not only bring the listener up to date who comes here for their news, but me and Steve as well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I'm happy to tell you we've left the European Union. <laughs> <laughs> all dissent against Brexit has been outlawed. That's why the mics won't work. This is, an, this is now an it's underground pod. It's a constitutional coup. <laughs> My name is Dick Porry. <laughs> I've got a berry on. So what's happened is um, what they call the mood music. And I love how commentators talk about mood music in Brussels. It's like yeah. they all sit around actually with a soundtrack around them. Well, I imagine um, it's music, isn't it, in, the, in, in Brussels? In no, the, it uh, might be. It might be accordion music. Or know. German death metal. <laughs> Rammstein. <laughs> the mood well, music would, is Rammstein. <laughs> well, it would be that right now because... Um, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much everybody's, I don't know whether there's an official thumbs down at this point, but pretty much everybody said that is almost completely unworkable, I think. Uh, it's almost like they planned it that way, isn't it? Isn't um, funny? I think they might have just read the proposal and thought, God, this is rubbish. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is, aside from Tusk and Varadka and um, Verhofstadt all coming out and saying these things, an interesting kind of killer blow is that Northern Irish police have also said, we're not going to do any customs police. Well, I thought you were going into an Irish accent then, just for the first few words. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to, like, jump on I did. Really? I, I have no. a residual Irish accent. I was born there. Were oh, you? Yes, I, I'm an EU citizen, in fact. Wonderful. Even beyond any date, which is great. Um, so, yes, that might... That's why you are such through. a jolly disposition all the time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, none of this matters to me. And also, you've got them big boots on and <laughs> drinking Guinness. You know, oh, so yeah, is that part of the Irish national character? <laughs> Large boots. You know the ones I mean, like black. It's not really. No. Like leprechauns. I wouldn't wear. say. It's, right. So we've <laughs> I can't gone, believe we've gone. So we've gone full leprechaun. <laughs> My grandma was from the right, Republic yeah, of Ireland. Okay. I'm allowed to do it. You're allowed to do this. Well, yes. I'm not sure. <laughs> Couldn't be sure. About so that. Can you get an Irish passport? Yes, I could. Yeah. Well, why, don't, why haven't you got one? Well, I've just I've got a lot of things going on at the moment. I've had. Do you know what? Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like breaking some news to you. We're about to leave the European Union. Do you, you know what letters I've got? Some of the letters I can't talk to you about on there that I've got in this past week. Some Whoa, shockers. Some shockers. But one, one, right? Letter from Nissan Motoring yeah. Company. Your 2011 Nissan Note. My beloved yeah. 2011 Nissan Note NTech has got a fault and it needs to be returned to the dealership. No. Yeah. Product recall for your car. Product recall for my car. That's a very long range of product recall. I I think I'm the only one that bought one. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got things like that going on. Uh, Do you know what? My picture of Morrissey fell off the wall this week and smashed. That's a sign, isn't it? It's dreadful. It smashed John Elway, Eric Cantona, and and some graffiti relating to to Orwell's 1984 remain, but Morrissey. That's probably quite right, though, isn't it? Well, I don't think I'm putting that back up. No, I don't think I will. I don't think I will. It's time for a rehang. It is. Rehang the DJ. (laughs) Rehang the DJ. As as Morrissey once sang. (laughs) Panic. Panic on the streets. (laughs) More panic on the streets of London. (laughs) He was good, wasn't it? The Supreme (laughs) Court. We'll mention him again in a minute. I had a high court judge at my wedding. Did you? Yeah. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't Lady. What was she called? Lady Lane. Lady Spider. Lady Spider. Yeah. Lady Hale. Lady yeah. Hale. Sorry. Lady Hale. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember who his name was now. So that's embarrassing. Spider Lady. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't oh, listen. Lady Hale's going to come to my wedding if I ever get married. She was Yeah, of course. She's guest of honour. But definitely, you can assure us that well, Lady I can't Hale. Say she will. She's getting an invitation. She's getting an invite. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, Good. 
So what did you think of the new, brilliant new solution to Ireland? Well, I thought, and I, I, I well, Mia said this, so I'm echoing your brilliant thoughts on this, actually, Mia, but um, I think that the MPs might have gone for it, but the EU never were, were they? No. Are we closer to an audio Brexit than ever, with every passing second? Um, or does, I mean, this has been interesting, actually, hasn't it? The discussion of, are you going to ignore the Ben uh, Act? Yes. Uh, Hancock just sort of went, we will respect all laws, um, but there are ways, as I've been warning for some time, of ignoring stuff, aren't there? What are they? Things like the second letter one. And yeah. Just pretending it doesn't ah. exist. Well, I mean, that is a, that is a very... spending a lot of time in court over it. I think that would be the most obvious one. I think perhaps, Dominic yeah. Cummings said they they were planning they'd, they, mm. they'd factored in spending the last two weeks of October in court. Yeah, and I think that probably will happen, won't yeah, it? I think that is exactly what's going to happen. And then they can include the judges along with the parliamentarians and who else? Uh, uh, frustrating them. Beware! I bear more grudges. Yeah, <laughs> Once again, it's turned into Morrissey cast. Uh, yes. So the EU. I mean, it's it's you know, he's he's transparent, oh, the, isn't he, uh, Wiley Coyote? This yeah. is a, his grand plan. This is part of his grand plan, and it has been from the start. And everybody's known this, and everybody's said it. Come up with something completely unacceptable to the EU. Get everybody to say it's marvelous at home, and then the EU will reject some of the, it. Some of the early then Parliament will force them to reject no deal, yeah. so they'll say that's terrible, then they'll go to court, they'll lose that, then they'll say the judges are terrible and then well, there will what, be a general election Well that's it isn't it, perhaps, and they can go perhaps into it Boris saying, has to or someone, someone in this country is going to send a letter to the EU asking for um, asking for the extension, does it have to be Boris Johnson, can it be Penelope Keith, <laughs> who do you think I don't know one of the kids from Jim will fix it. Yeah, maybe, that'd be nice. Dear Mr it? Tusk, can you fix it for me? <laughs> I'm not sure we can do Jimmy Savile gangs. Not really, no. Because anyway, I do a really good impression but of him. But in that I can't period when Dominic Cummings started going on about the Incredible Hulk <laughs> and then be cool like Fonzie. Yeah, can I Imagine if he'd got Boris Johnson to say, I can, I'll fix it. Boris will fix it. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't be, be surprised. Little... Boris with a cigar. Yeah, I've ooh, got ooh, a ooh. letter here from a young man called Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Can you fix it for me to ruin the country?" <laughs> you promised us a really good impression. Of hey, come on! I can do an impression of anyone and any accents. We've already as long established as it's Yorkshire. this. We've already established you do a very good Liverpoolian <laughs> accent. Um, I'm very much offended. Who now is? I would suggest a friend, a friend of the podcast, by doing a, an Irish accent and an Irish gag. And he woke up and called me a very rude word. Then told his wife what he'd done. His wife beat him, perhaps just with her hands. You know, nothing serious. I'm not talking about domestic violence, but was very upset with what he called me, and he had to email and apologise. <laughs> we then got into a lovely chat, and I think he just had a few too many bevies the night before. So I'm not going to do Irish accents anymore. I'll leave that to you, Mia. <laughs> that Mia Jankovic, very Irish name. <laughs> Did you see what um, George Howarth? who used to be a Northern Ireland minister, asked Boris Johnson. No. He said, why don't we have a just a referendum in Northern Ireland yeah. about what they think about yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. And Boris Johnson said, I'm not sure referendums have got a great history of bringing people together in our country. <laughs> well, Veronica has said that he didn't right. any new deal that gets agreed at all uh, to, um, to the Irish Parliament. Um, so there's a whole new complication there, which has got nothing to do with what Boris Johnson can I, possibly control in his usual ways. I think, and we are fast running out of time, and listeners, I imagine. Yeah. Um, and I think that we are actually further away from... We're, all we are closer to is an extension. I think that that is going to have to happen somehow. And if Boris and Number 10 can frame it that these surrender monkeys made us forced us to do this extension by forcing us with Parliament. There's nothing we can do. We're not going to break the law. And then and take that to the to the the you know the general public in a in a general election. That is how they're going to fight it. This was you know a lot of this stuff you we put up, we were going to talk, weren't we, Mir, at a conference about the signage, you know, get Brexit done, fine. Then it was invest in the NHS, invest in schools, invest in 
Spend a load of money. Futures. Use a magic money tree. <laughs> yeah, and it's it could they could have been Labour slogans those. They could have been straight from Corbyn's. They could have saved on banner. Yes. Saved on banners. Um, but even, you know, suggested in the Times, wasn't there, on Tuesday or Wednesday, that the EU would just say, well, we're having an extension anyway, you know. So, um, you well, can't in, leave. In, in response to the Penelope Keith letter, as we're, yeah. as we're calling it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, some, I, I think that there that are other amazing. people who can send letters. Yeah. Who? Postman Pat. Yeah, I don't mean just normal letters. Well, just a letter. Isn't there isn't there a subplot to make it legally possible? Yeah. From Could, the Ben Act type yeah. yes. to to transfer that power to somebody. Yeah. A dastardly Ramona plot. I like the way oh, you yeah. said plot there. Yeah. <laughs> You're being won over. You are. <laughs> I'm just a secret agent for the other side. Yeah. Um Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's change the subject quickly. That massive Union Jack tattoo with a bulldog on it. I've always wondered about that. <laughs> Well, I do think that Boris Johnson's going to kind of come out of this looking like some sort of sort of muscular, defeated hero who's sort of who can not, be admired. Not literally. <laughs> Actually, that muscular. suddenly gets ripped. Samson, saw <laughs> all of his hair. Imagine that. But one you yeah. can sort of, you know, a slightly noble pose of kind of coming oh. off the battlefield. Maybe. But we all, uh, Maybe. Like for... Aslan. Aslan, when he's old and you're lying on the big stone. Wait a minute, you're basically saying that Boris is like Jesus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, well, I think that might be the point to wrap it up. But there's one hat. final thought. Because on Saturday evenings, for about three weeks now, I've, I often, I don't, I don't tend to go out anymore. No. I've sort of given up on going out now. So I just stay in. And I will watch the Saturday, you know, the papers on Saturday evening, see what's coming up for Boris the next day. And I've got this vision. Of you know Boris doing whatever Boris does on a Saturday evening, and and Apple's putting Sky News on, and then just going, Boris, get down here now! <laughs> and he's like, what, 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 what is it, dear? The, the front of the Times, <laughs> someone else. They're gonna have, they, they're gonna have something, aren't they? I think. I mean, you know how what it's like when you're in a relationship. It, the slightest little thing can cause trouble. Leave a toilet seat up, put it down. You know. Okay, I'll leave that to the therapist. <laughs> but when you're on the front page of the of the Sunday Times every week, being accused of doing all kinds of improper things with younger women, that must be a difficult... I'm just talking to myself, really, aren't I? You're yeah. not nodding at me at all. No. no one is nodding. Is this a problem you two have had no. on a Saturday evening? Not really. Steve, get <laughs> It's time for Brexit of the Week. Thank you, Mia. Thank you, Steve. Exeter of the week. Welcome back. Steve has joined me. Mia has left. It's time for Brexiteer of the week. It is time for Brexiteer of the week. Can you believe we've got this far, frankly? Yes. Thank <laughs> you for sticking with us. If you, you're still listening. If you're not still listening, well, well, I don't believe you. No. <laughs> the stress. The stress. Let's whip through these idiots this week. Let's whip these idiots. Uh, should we start with Steve Baker? Yes. He read some poetry, didn't he? He did. At a champagne event at the... It was called... What was it called? Freedom Fizz? Freedom Fizz, that's right. Freedom Fizz at the Tory party conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Baker, of course, the ERG uh, hardliner. And he read out uh, this lovely piece of um, by, poetry um... prose. Uh, I give not heaven for lost. From this descent, celestial virtues rising will appear more glorious and more dread than from no fall and trust themselves to fear no second fate. Now, what book is that from, and who said it in the book? It's Chloe Wesley. <laughs> it is, that's right. <laughs> it's from Paradise Lost, yeah. and speaking of Satan. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're at a stage where the the leader of the ERG is openly quoting <clears throat> Satan. Uh, James Cleverly, I've written uh, at great length about him in this week's print edition of the New European. You have. Uh I'm sure we're all aware of the concept of nominative determinism. Absolutely. Uh, what is the concept of nominative determinism? Well, if you don't know, I'm not explaining it to you. Uh, it's obviously... it's people, think I am Alexa. It's people whose names sound like their jobs, isn't it? And they gravitate. The idea is that you might gravitate towards... If you've got a name that suggests it... Steve Baker. And the Steve Baker is not a baker, is he? Why if did he was the called Baker's... Steve Tosser... <laughs> Why did the baker's fingers... Smell of feces. 
I don't want to have to bleep it. What? Why did the baker's fingers smell of feces? I don't know. Because he needed a poo. Oh, dear. Dear. God. And examples of nominative determinism would include uh, Mark Deman. He's a Belgian footballer. Judge Judge. Judge Judge, yeah. yeah. And Bob Flowerdew. He was the, used to be on Gardeners' Questions Home, didn't he, Bob yeah. Flowerdew? Yeah, yeah. Um, I prefer <clears throat> nominative contradeterminism, which is when... <laughs> It's the other way around. Yeah, You're yeah. And the examples I'm of following. that are Frank Beard. Do you remember him? <laughs> yeah. He was in ZZ Top, wasn't yeah, he? He didn't have a beard. A beard yeah. uh, Cardinal Sin. Do you remember him? Yeah. <laughs> Filipino yeah. Cler- cleric, wasn't he? <laughs> and apparently, he used to, when he used to welcome people in his, to his house, he used to say, welcome to the house of sin. <laughs> which is just brilliant, isn't That's it? That's what you welcome here, your and daughter. It is, time. yeah. And uh, also, Danny Drinkwater, the footballer, <laughs> I think you can imagine what happened to him, but twice over the limit, and he put his Range Rover through a wall. Um, and um, and James Cleverly, yes, of course. Oh, and Lord Panic, we spoke about him before. We did, yeah. Unflappable, unflappable. James Cleverly, nominative contradeterminism, mm-hmm. and the amazing thing about James Cleverly is how easy it is to catch him being stupid. First day of the, <laughs> the, the, the Conservative Party it's conference. Like a teacher yeah. telling off a naughty boy. It's easy to catch you being it's stupid, easy. cleverly. And he said, <laughs> didn't he? He said, Conservative Party membership now is the biggest it's been in the modern era since we started counting it. I can announce that it's 191,000. And I thought, well, that's really good. I wonder how many they had in 2005 uh, when it was the, the previous leadership election. Um, to, to the one that Boris won, which was won obviously by David Cameron against David yeah, Davis. Yeah, TD. So I thought that's, that would be less than 191,000. No, it was 198,000. Oh. And then I thought, well, that's a bit odd. Why did he say that it was the most in recent history? I wonder how many they had voting in 2001 when Ian Duncan Smith won against Ken Clark. 256,000 voted in that. So it was easy. Yeah. James Cleverly, all he needed Easy. to do was do what I did, which was look at Wikipedia. Yeah. And then that came back to haunt him again when he made his speech and he said, a Conservative health minister set the foundations up for the NHS. And you went, what? is that really true? <laughs> and David Lammy said, that's not true, is it? And he said, and, and he replied, James Cleverly, with a tweet saying, educate yourself, David. And he included in it a link from Wiki, to Wikipedia about Henry Willink, who was the health minister in question. And when you clicked on the link, it said that Henry Willink did suggest a free healthcare system, but he voted against the <laughs> setting up the NHS. The Tories voted oh, against okay. it 22 times, oh, and he, Henry Willink claimed that the nationalisation of hospitals would destroy much in this country that we value. All he had to do was read Wikipedia. Michael Gove, he's another one. He said, who, what did he say about uh, Boris Johnson on before the conference? Oh, love him. He said he's the Pep Guardiola of British politics. <laughs> and that is quite remarkable because City, who I support, <clears throat> we've won eight games this season. Boris Johnson has lost seven straight Commons votes. Yes. Um, but there is one. a link, isn't there? Because <laughs> Boris Johnson wrote about people wearing burkas looking like letterboxes and bank robbers, and mm. then just said it was just a joke. It's a joke, yeah. And uh, uh-huh. a player who plays for Man City, Bernardo Silva, sent out a tweet comparing Benjamin Mendy, his teammate, to a cartoon mascot of a Spanish sweets brand, uh, described uh, th- this cartoon, a small, naked, pot-bellied African native with enormous lips. And Pep Guardiola said... He was asked about it, and he said, well, it's just a cartoon. Face is quite similar. It's just a joke. So maybe he is the Pep Guardiola <laughs> of British politics. Um bloke called Colin Price. Cole. He wrote to the Daily Express. He said, no public money should be spent on rescuing Thomas Cook. Do you know why? He said, if trendy, liberal, unpatriotic, <laughs> elite Ramonas can't <coughs> have holidays in the UK, then tough luck to them. What? Sorry, in the EU, then tough luck to them. If they get stranded in the EU, good riddance. Patriotic Brexiteers. <laughs> leave them. Leave them. Have, instead of, what was he called? Operation Matterhorn. That's it. He, he, he would have said, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Close Matterhorn. the borders. Operation doesn't Matterhorn. Uh, patriotic Brexiteers should take their holidays in Britain. And 
Oh, he was topped by a caller to... I don't know, did you say this or hear this? Uh, Eddie Mayer had a caller yeah. on. Oh, and Eddie Mayer. this bloke... John Humphreys and Eddie Mayer don't get oh, on. Oh, I know. Oh. A, uh, he's on LBC now, Eddie Mayer. Yeah. Um, after falling out with John Humphreys. This caller said, if we don't leave the EU at the end of October, Britain won't be a democracy anymore. He said, well, what will you do then? He said, well, I'll stop paying my taxes. He said, well, what else will you do? He said, well, I'll have to leave Britain and go and live somewhere else. And Eddie Mayer said, well, where will you go? And he went, well, probably somewhere in Europe. It's like the guy with diabetes, isn't it? It is, absolutely. You're not getting this, yeah. are you? You're not you're fully not understanding, it. are you? But the Brexiteer of the week is Kelvin Fletcher. Oh. The Strictly Come Dancing joint favourite. Kay Fletcher. Do you know why he's the Brexiteer of the week? I don't. He played uh, Jack Sugden's lad, He Robert. was in Emmerdale, wasn't he, for a lot of years. You can he's tell not been in it for a few years. We refer to it as Emmerdale. I remember this. During the, during the referendum, he was one of... Only a handful of sort of celebrities who went. Actually, I I do support leave, mm. and I think he did it for you know. He's talking about farming and all that. Kind he's of ripped stuff. as well. You? He always ripped. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, all because yeah. he's lugging around. Hay. Always ripped. So he's deleted all his Brexit <clears throat> tweets. Obviously, thinking, well, Remainers won't vote for me. R- r- elite, trendy elite Remainers who love Strictly Come Down won't vote for me. And in he's deleted all his tweets, so you can't see what he says, mm. but you can see the re- the replies to them, which say things like. Uh, I want my country, its laws and borders back. Uh, I'm with you, Kelvin. Hashtag Brexit. Mm. And I've been thinking about this. And what is Strictly going to look like after Brexit? Ooh. Because it is full of fancy foreign muck dancing, isn't it? Yeah. You've got your <laughs> tango. That's What's that? The tango, you've got your Paso Doble. What is else have you got? the tango Argentinian? Well, it's Hispanic, <laughs> Hispanic, isn't it? Why can't we just have proper dances that the British invented, like yes. the pogo? Oh, yeah, I'd go on Strictly and do pogo. And why don't we just call it Strictly Come Morris Dancing? Yeah. So, Kelvin Fletcher, pogoing, and then on the next week he'll be there with the bells and the stick. It's yeah. a Brexiteer of the week. What's that kiss he worn off, Strictly? The one that goes down dark alleys and kisses comedians? Oh, I don't know. You do. Last year, I've never ever watched Strictly, ever. Bruce Forsyth? No. I've never watched Strictly, ever. And then, last year, there were a big scandal where a comedian, who no one knew was a comedian, oh, until he went the on long-haired man, Sean somebody. He kissed a girl. I think Katya. And he liked it. He did. And then they had to do this, like, cringy interview. And I'm sorry if I've upset anyone. But those pictures look stunted up to me, so it was definitely a tip off by someone. Well, they certainly don't. They certainly seem to, you know, form these relationships and then they end quite quickly yeah, after the, the end of the, the show. Thing don't with they? This was her husband or one of the other dancers. Was really? Yeah. How did you miss this? It was great. Oh, and they all have to, after they've danced, they all have to run up and stand in a group with all the other dancers and they get interviewed. And there's this brilliant shot because he's got another partner and they run up and it's the week after. Oh, it's been a tough week, but we've. Tried really hard. We tried to get our heads down, and we think we did all right. And he's just, he's at the back, just scowling, just looking. Can you imagine? You Can you imagine that? Cuckolded on Strictly Come Dancing. Anyway, they've now separated. So Katia is on the market. Right. Okay. Or she might not be. I'm not so. You know, she might want to be happily single. But it would be okay for her to kiss someone this year. You right. know what I'm saying. Well, if you're listening, Katia. Come along on the pot. Yeah, <laughs> is that what we're pot. saying? Is that, are we trying, are we trying to get off with Katya? Talking to a laptop. <laughs> you two can sound rubbish and like an idiot. Um, what should the listener do right now, Steve? Uh, try and overlook the terrible audio quality of this week's instalment. We're very, very sorry about this. It will improve next week, listener. I'm trying to. I'm going to try and sprinkle some magic dust on it. So let's see. It, they might be listening, going, "It's better than usual." Yeah, probably. they might be. Uh, you can, uh, well, join us at Politics Live if you can. That would be really lovely. Can't wait to see uh, you guys. Leave us a great review. Just don't mention the sound quality this week. Um, you can go to the uh, go to Facebook and join the New European uh, Readers Group there, which is a fun thing to do. And you can follow the New European uh, on uh, Twitter, at the New European. You can follow me on Twitter, at Sanglesey, S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. Or you can follow me at Porritt, P-O-R-R-I-T-T. And, and you can follow... 
yeah. in the streets, yeah. our new editor, who isn't on Twitter. He is. Is he? Yeah. Is he lurking? And He's lurking, and I have told him that now he is the new editor of a national newspaper, he probably needs to get more active on social media. Yeah. Um, Jasper Copping, congratulations. Congratulations, Jasper Copping. For those who love Matt Kelly, because he's a big star in the Remain world, he's not going anywhere. No. I can assure you of that. He's now our publisher. He is indeed. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, go out and buy the printed product. It's £3. It's in all good estate agents now. Lots of politics, lots of Brexit, but not just that. There's arts and culture as well. We will be back next week, probably with two shows, so keep your eye on your podcatcher. Until then, Mr Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.